Welcome to Ipsy Weird. So, so it won't matter in a couple weeks, but you know, today is the birthday of our country. Yeah, we are recording this on the 4th of July. You got any uh, plans going on? Today? Uh, no, no, I mean, not really. I might swing by my parents' house after we're done here. But Yeah, I could. Fine. But, like, Father's Day and Memorial Day, they, they had my ass on the fucking grill. On the grill? You were cooking? I was cooking food very early. Ain't that a motherfucker. <laughs> like, I know if I go over there again today, they're going to throw my ass on the fucking grill. That's funny. I mean, what are they cooking? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my mom said something about they're going to have a fire today as long as weather's permitting. I mean, it's 90 degrees and sunny, so I'm pretty sure that's going to be fine. But I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be there that late anyway. Uh, Mostly just stop by to say, hey, how you doing? Grab some leftover spaghetti sauce. Fuck you. It's wonderful. But, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to go on about it being 4th of July. I just, as you press record, I realized that today's 4th of July. Yes, I don't really have anything going on. Like, I might... There's like a 20% chance I'll go that way. 20%? I mean, that's one in five. Well, my, my truck's out of gas. Okay. I mean, so that's that's a start. It's not even making it to the gas station, mm-hmm. so. Okay. So how do you intend to fill this thing? Well, somebody's going to be bringing me some gasoline. Oh, okay. Got it. How did you run it so empty? Well, see, I was driving home from work, and I was like, all right, I need to hit up the vape store. I need to go to the bank and pull out the rest of the money for rent. So, but I'm also running low on gas. So I'm like, all right, I need to go get gas. I pull up to the gas station near my work. It's closed down for remodeling. So then I go to the next gas station, packed full. Next gas station, packed full. Next gas station, packed full. Packed full. Packed full. I'm like, Where's the, where, where can I get gas? Why is everybody getting gas? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, already, I'm just driving home, but keep trying to hit gas stations. Every one of them just, they're packed full. I'm like, I can't. I don't want to stand in a, in the middle of a line like four cars deep and then run out of gas before I get to the fuel station. But I mean, at least at that point, you're so close that you could just push it the rest of the way. Yeah, but I'm like, if I can just make it to the next gas station, and that one's full, then like the next one, that one's full, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm a street and a half away from my house, and I can feel as I'm pulling to my apartment complex, I'm like, it's shaking. I'm like, oh, I don't even think I'm gonna make it to my my parking spot, and it it died right in the parking spot. Oh, it actually shut down. So oh, you, shut you officially down. ran out of gas. Yeah, there's no gas in that. Ain't that a motherfucker? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I so, I mean, I didn't make it to the vape store. I didn't make it to the fucking bank. Damn. Because I kept trying to find gas. And I wanted to get closer and closer to home instead of being stuck further out. Just in case if somebody needed to come and, like, help me, I'd be closer. Damn. Yeah, it was That's rough. I've never, uh... I mean, well, no, I've... I've in the van that I used to have, I've ran out of gas a couple times because the, the gas gauge didn't work, and I, I lost count of where I was as far as mileage. Because I used to be able to just reset the, the trip, and I know I'd get roughly 173 miles on a tank, and I'd just fill it up every time. But one way or another, something happened, and I ran out of gas right there at the corner of Moss and, uh, fuck, what is that? That's not Tyler. Um, Emmerich? No, no, no. It, it's the bottom of the hill. Where you turn, you can go up, and you can go either to Galt Village, or you can turn on to Tyler. Well, I mean, that, that side's Grove. I don't know if it's Grove going that way. Yeah, I don't remember what it is here. Huron? I don't know, but... No, it's not Huron. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I ran out of gas there before. My mom had to come get me. 
I don't really have a whole lot of stories about running out of gas, man. I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty good about keeping gas in my car. Um, I have way too many stories about running out of gas. That's a problem. <laughs> uh. You get lazy. You're like, I can run it. I can get there. I can get there. Because I have like three gas stations that I like going to. So I'm like, I try to hit one of those three. See, I have I have no excuse, right? Because I go to the gas station every morning. And if I'm at the gas station every morning, and one of those mornings I'm low on gas, and I don't get gas, that's my own goddamn fault. Yeah. So <laughs> I have done that, though. I'd be going to take Charlie to school. I'd pull into the gas station like I always do, knowing I need to get gas, but then pull up to the parking spot. Just be like, ah, oh, shit, I need to get <laughs> gas. And I'd back up, back to the pump and everything. You know, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this, but I kind of, I maximize my time at a gas station, and I actually hit the pump, and I lock it, and then I go in and do my... Yeah, you're not supposed to leave those unattended. Yeah, well, I do. All the time. (laughs) See, you say that, like, you you hit a gas station every morning, so there's no excuse for you not to have gas in your vehicle, because you're there Mm -hmm. every morning. You would think the same thing. I I work in a grocery store, so I should never not have groceries in my house. (laughs) But I don't go grocery shopping, and I get home like, fuck, I got no food. Yeah, you could, like, leave. You could clock out and then go grocery shopping. But at the same time, why would you want to? You're still in your work shirt. People are going to recognize you as an employee there. You just don't want that kind of attention. But, yeah, I, I get home, and I'm like, all right, let's, let's cook up some food. Let's get some for lunch. And you're like, I got nothing in my house. Yep. I mean, I have that problem a lot, too. But that's just because I, I'm too lazy to go grocery shopping. And as a result, I eat out a lot more than I should. Um, which brings me to uh, to another topic that I talked about briefly as as I entered this home today. Taco Bell got me fucked up. Yeah, two days in a row. Taco Bell got me fucked up. Um, I'm oh, going wait. to. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. Uh, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Oh, well, so yesterday, not yesterday, Friday. I'm gonna start this off by by announcing that I was going to take a uh, pre-employment drug screening on, fr- on Friday. I thought you were going to say, uh, I'm going to start this off like, I was going to go take a dump. It w- went in my head. <laughs> I was going to go take a dump and decided I want to talk about instead to help the dump along. Um, I was taking a pre-employment drug screening and on my lunch, and it was already late. It was a fucking, was that me? My bad. Put that in my pocket. So it was already a rough day at work. I'm already running late to try and do this pre-employment drug screening. I'm worried that I'm not going to make it in time. And I had a very set amount of time to do it. I had like 24 hours from the moment that I signed the offer letter to do this. We'll touch on that later. But, uh, so I, I finish up and I'm like, damn, I'm hungry. I got to eat. It's like three 30 guys got to eat. I drive down to Taco Bell. I haven't had Taco Bell in a while. I get there and their special is a grande crunch wrap box for $5. Like the Grande Crunch Wrap is back. Like the Crunch Wrap is my go-to. I never heard. I, I never knew it was something that came back. I thought it was a new. And they, I think they called it something different, but it was like the double stack Crunch Wrap or okay. some shit like that. Where it was just, it's just a regular Crunch Wrap, but instead of having one hard shell, it's two. got two. Oh man! And twice the meat. So uh, twice the sawdust. Twice the sawdust. Yes. All right. Um. So I get there and I'm like five dollars for this box. Ah, oh, shit. I was just going to come in here and get like a beefy five layer and call it a day. Fuck, I'm getting this box today. Well, I got it. I ate it. And I'm feeling sluggish for the last like hour and a half of work. But that's not where the problem lies. The problem lies is the very next day, yesterday, we're deciding on dinner. 
we DoorDash a lot because we're lazy. But on DoorDash has the Grande Crunchwrap box. Buy one, get one free. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, no. So you ate three of them. No, because we ended up not doing it on DoorDash. I ended up going to pick up the order. But the point is, I ended up getting another Grande Crunchwrap box. But the way we worked it out, Ashley doesn't eat a lot. All right, so they have a cravings box, which is like pick your main thing, pick a side, pick a, um, a, a extra taco or burrito or whatever. Um, so she got a regular crunch wrap with a beefy five layer and the the cheesy fiesta potato. Yeah, and then I got the grande crunch wrap box. She's only gonna eat some of her regular crunch wrap, so the beefy five layer and the fucking the potatoes are mine. So I'm trying to eat this grande crunch wrap. I'm trying to eat this beefy five layer and I'm trying to eat these potatoes and it's, it hurt, man. It sucked. By the time I was done with all of them, I was like, why am I eating all this shit? I can't let it go to waste though. Basically two days in a row, I had this giant crunch wrap and then yesterday I added more on top of that. So we're going to Taco Bell after uh, I'm not, the podcast? I'm not eating Taco Bell today, dude. I'm not even. Dude, I'm really feeling Taco Bell today. Yeah, well, you can have some Taco Bell. <laughs> Tell you what, we can go to Taco Bell. I'll still buy your lunch. But I'm just going to sit there quietly while you eat it. <laughs> I don't think I could do it today. <laughs> I might actually die. They got me fucked up. I was um, I was feeling it all night, dude. I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning. I slept like shit, man. I didn't go to bed until 2 o'clock. I woke up at 3.30. I woke up at 4.30. I woke up at 5.30. And then finally, from like 5.30 to 9.30, I actually got some solid sleep. Friday, after I uh, talk about you know bad sleep, Friday... Uh, at work, I was, uh, w- there's a new process of how I have to handle stuff. It's not a new process. It's the original process, but I have, uh, decided that screw you grocery store. I'm going to do it my way, not your way because my way is faster. I like it. But that has, uh, gotten me in a lot of trouble because they are now, they're like watching me like through the cameras on like a daily basis and they have, they bring footage to the stores. Like, here's what your employee's been doing. You're like, really? You're fucking watching me that hard? So I got in trouble for doing it my way. So I do it their way, and I'm it's a unloading li- uh, liquor order. Now I'm gonna try to describe it the best I can. But you got your bay doors where your tr- your truck backs into. There's a dock plate that from inside the building drops down into their truck, and they they can get into the building and unload their products. So at the dock plate, I put the skid. So he only has to walk from his truck to the dock plate, which is a very small walk, to put the uh, product on the skid. Mm-hmm. Technically, it needs to be another four feet that way. But, okay. it's, but it's four feet that way. Like, okay. A little bit further away from the dock in a special zone. But it's like he has to then, if I got 200 cases, he has to pick up 200 cases, walk them all the way over to this spot, and drop them. If it's on the dock plate, it's a much more, a shorter walk, and it takes less time. Mm-hmm. Either way, we were doing it the correct way now because they're watching me. I got my I got my skid in the proper zone, and he he has his dolly. He puts about eight boxes on the dolly, wheels it, unloads it. I scan it, and to help it go a little bit faster, I just told him to go grab the boxes, put it next to the skid. I'll scan them. I'll stack them. So this order, which should have only took an hour, took me two and a half hours to complete this way. Okay. So I added an hour and a half to my time, but now I'm not the most in shape person. I've been lifting these cases of liquor. 200 cases and stacking them. Heavy breathing. Well, it's not necessarily the heavy breathing. It's just like lifting and whatnot. And yeah, I'm, I'm a little winded because I'm out of shape. 
But after that two and a half hours of dealing with that, I got a couple other deliveries, and then this uh, my dock's tied up, so I got a beer guy coming, and he's unloading outside and willing it in, which he's not allowed to do. But fuck it, I I'm busy. Just bring it in that way. I don't care. We're not gonna do. Also, he needs to be in the proper zone, which he's not. But he's willing it in next to my desk. I finish up with that order. He's bringing in the last like five cases, and he's stacking them on the ground. I'm sitting there scanning them as he's stacking them, and then I, he go, he's going out to get the last stack. I go, you know what? I'm going to take these cases of beer, and I'm going to load them onto this cart for him. And that's what did it. I picked up a case. I stood up, turned, sat it down, threw my back out. Threw your back out. Man, what are you, 30? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but after all that fucking two and a half hours of liquor and some other shit, this fucking one small, tiny case of beer, I picked up. And just turned ever so slightly. Actually, I turned this way. But turned, sat it on top of this cart, whole back. I had to go home early. Damn. Like, I only had a half hour left of my work, but like, of work. But they were like, dude, go home. You, you can barely walk. Just go the fuck home. Yeah, well, you seem to be all right today. When did this happen? This was Friday. Okay. All of Friday, I couldn't, I couldn't twist, couldn't move, couldn't do anything. All of Saturday, couldn't move. Sleeping was, I was up and down all night. Yeah. Like, I get 20 minutes and wake up. 20 minutes wake Probably up. Probably turning your sleep and it hurts. Yep, turn your sleep. You work. It's just any way you move. Like, can I lay on this side? Nope, lay on this side. Lay flat on my back. That works for a little bit. Nope, that hurts. Turn this way, turn this way. I've had days like that, man. And right. then, uh, yeah, Saturday night, same thing. It's only just now. Like, I almost completely forgot about it, but, like, just, like, right before we started recording, before right before you got here, it's feeling a bit... I can still feel it. Yeah. But I can I can move around. I've had days like that. I mean, as, as we know, I've had a very... Like labor-intensive job, my you know my whole career, and uh, you know it takes its toll on my back, dude. So I, I've definitely had days like that, especially recently. I'll I'll wake up in the morning and I'll feel myself like I can't turn at all. I I can go fucking three inches to the left and three inches to the right kind of thing, but outside of that, I'm I'm toast. I can't bend at all, especially during COVID times when all of my muscles were sore. I'd lay in bed. And just the thought of moving hurt. Like, that's how bad this shit was, man. So, I mean, I get where you're coming from. I've had days like that, too, where you just lay in bed and, and you're just miserable. And you wonder, what the fuck can I do right now to not hurt? And there's nothing I can do right now to not hurt. I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, at least it's mostly better now. Yeah. It could have been worse, man. It could have been weeks. Yeah, so, I mean, it's only a couple of days, which is fine. But, like, here, here's one, like, I'm... We, we've mentioned in the past, like... I, I, I try not even to take, I, I try not even to take like Tylenol or any like pain relief stuff, and this was so bad that the person that lives here has some like extra strength, super strength, whatnot that she gets from somebody for something. It's not like <laughs> drugs. <laughs> it's not like Vicodin or anything like that high power, but she so she, she gives me one. I I was like fuck it, whatever. I'll take it if I can fucking move a little bit. I'll fucking take it. Did nothing, fucking nothing. Could have been worse. He could have been like Heroin Bob. Punks don't die. I don't think that's the line, but... Yeah, whatever. Called him a poser. I remember that. Only posers die. Only posers die. That was the line. Do you know how long it's been since I've seen that movie? Only posers die, you fuck. Now I don't have any friends. Yeah, man, that was hard. Anyway, (laughs) that could have been me, man. I could have been calling you a poser. Saying I don't have any friends. If anybody out there listening hasn't seen SLC Punk... You need to go watch it. It's great. The original one, not the sequel. 
I, I didn't even know there was a sequel. There is, ignore that. The original one, like, it's like 1995 or 96 era. The sequel had MGK. Is this like recent or something? Like a few years. Ugh. Yeah, throw that in a dumpster fire with the rest of 2020. I think it was, I think the, the subtitle on it was Punks Don't Die or something like that. Or, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, fuck whatever that movie is or going on there. Yeah, I didn't see it. But yeah, the original. Well, I didn't see it. It's bad. <laughs> I just assume it's bad. I mean, is that wrong of me? There are a lot of things I just yeah, assume like, are bad. That movie doesn't need a sequel. That movie tells you exactly what you need to know, and it ends with a good note. Well, what else? What else is there to continue on with that story? Well, it ends with Matthew Lillard essentially admitting that he's a poser. Spoiler. Dude, there's no such thing as a spoiler in a fucking. I just told all these people to go watch it if they haven't seen it, and you're like, I'm gonna fucking ruin the end. (laughs) I mean, they have to see how it gets there. But yeah, but like, but it comes to the conclusion that he was at the at the end of it all, he was just fucking a poser, if you want to use that. Yeah. And he's going off to law school. Spoiler. I didn't tell him law school, dick. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. The movie's ruined. But what what else can you add to that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hey, you, you don't want to see him going to law school and now being a lawyer. Like, yeah, I don't care he, about that story. It didn't even. It was like a. It was a sequel in name only, really. Because it wasn't, as far as I know, it wasn't even any of the original cast. It was like a. It was like a new generation. Yeah, so what is. Like. But the whole point of the story is like the 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 punk life and the the anarchy and all that's just false and dumb and stupid. That's the whole point of the movie. That's why I love when punks like say that's their favorite movie when it's a movie against being a punk. Yeah, it's just it's hilarious to me. But we just go all right. We're back in Salt Lake City and there's another new crew of punks floating around. Something like that. I don't want to see that movie. Yeah. I, again, I can't tell you a whole lot about it. I know it exists. I know MGK's in it, and that's the extent of it. I got nothing else on it, man. That, that was the end of that. Um, but anyway, you can you can go back to your, your story about... I don't even you, remember where I was at. You were taking drugs. They didn't do anything for you. Oh, it, well, that, that was the end of my story. Was like I took a bunch of these painkillers and didn't fucking do nothing. Nothing, huh? You're the one who fucking sidetracked us to fucking heroin, Bob. That's what I do, man. The whole point of me being here is to sidetrack us off of our topic. That's all. I mean, I have no other reason. It's just, this is our topic. I'm going to shoot a curveball all the way over here. And we're going to talk about this for a little while until we forget about our original topic. But then somehow, I'm going to circle back to our original topic. Genius. I, I, I meticulously don't plan this in my head. Any case, my back, I mean, it, still, it still hurts a little bit, but I can move around. Well, that's a good start, man. So hopefully I can get some good sleep tonight because i got to fucking be at work tomorrow. Maybe it's a good thing I didn't come by yesterday then. I, mean, I would have still done it, like... I uh I considered it, but Friday night we went to go uh we went to go see some fireworks over at uh Kensington Park. Kind of sucked, honestly. But it, we got home a little bit late. I was up pretty late that night, and I woke up in the morning just not feeling like doing shit. So I just yesterday was like a at home all day kind of thing for me. I hardly moved. It was a yeah. good lazy days for me. I mean, yesterday, all I did, uh, me and my other friend, my like my, my one other friend. <laughs> Uh, we uh we set up a Minecraft server. Gross. I mean, Minecraft's all right. Yeah, I walked in on Charlie this morning playing Minecraft. He's watching a video on YouTube and playing Minecraft, and he's like, "I'm building a mansion." Good for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we, we built our server. We we have our goals in mind, and I spent the entire day just setting up farms. What do you farm for? 
diamond? No, you can't farm for diamonds like that. But like, we I now have a gold farm, pumpkin farm, carrot farm, uh, village breeder, uh, all the villagers that I ever need to, with all my books. So I don't have to sit there and waste time at the enchanting table. I just go buy the book, and the books cost emeralds, which I get from the farmers. I sell them carrots. They give me emeralds. I give the emeralds to get the books. Okay. I have the gold farm to turn my carrots into golden carrots. We don't need to get into it, but I spent all of Saturday setting these farms up. So, I think we've talked about this a little bit before in the past, where, like, I like games that have a narrative, a start, a middle, an end. Sure. What is the point of Minecraft? Build. Is there a... Is there any kind of narrative? Is there a beating the game? Is there such a thing yes. as beating the game? There is a there is a final boss. There's three bosses in the game. Okay. And I guess if you want to look at the the if you want the Minecraft, you look at it as like a begin beginning middle and I'm not even sure if that works. But you start off as a character with nothing. You dig and mine and find there's like ship ship shipwrecks and other things and you get all this stuff and. You're mining your stuff to get like diamonds and iron and stuff to gear yourself up to fight the Ender Dragon. Okay. There's no reason why there's an Ender Dragon to fight. Um, in fact, the Ender Dragon, to my understanding, I could be wrong, is just there because somebody, like, people were like, "What's the point of this game? Like, there needs to be like a boss or an end of the game." So the creators just like, "Well, here's here's an Ender Dragon. There you go. There's the end of the game." Because in all reality, what it is is just you, it's just a world for you to build in. You, it randomly generates a world, and it's your imagination. Go, and you just build whatever you want. So it's a simulator, essentially. And it's, it's it's Legos. Yeah, it's a Lego simulator. <laughs> but like, there's the the gameplay is like you got to go find the stuff. Like you can go into creative mode and just have everything and just build and whatever. Or you play the survival mode where you got to fight off monsters and protect yourself and dig down and find all the shit. Which is what we're doing. We're like, we're not just gonna like, ah, this just give us all the stuff and we build other things. We're like, nope, we gotta go, we gotta go over here and we gotta mine all this shit. We gotta get all this iron. We gotta. Yeah, I see. I just, I couldn't, I can't get into. It. I watch, I watch Charlie play this thing from time to time. And I just can't understand it. Well, I, I wouldn't be able to watch some like a nine year old play Minecraft. I mean, that's probably fair. But I do watch a handful of YouTubers play Minecraft. I really need to get this kid into better games though too. He he was playing Spider Man for a little while. Um, well, he's playing Miles Morales for a little while because I don't have Spider Man on the PS4. I only have it on the PS5. But uh, <clears throat> I just really need to get this kid into better games, man. I want him to start playing some nice like RPGs, like Final Fantasy Ten. I want to get him into Final Fantasy Ten. Unfortunately, the, the, this kid, the kids' generation, won't play fucking games like that. Yeah. Which is the bummer. That's what we, that's what we we grew up on RPGs. I'm playing Final Fantasy Ten again for the. Eight hundred thousandth time. I mean, well, all honest, like, like the very first game I ever remember playing is Diablo One. Yeah. Which is not technically it's like a it's a dungeon crawl. Yeah. It's not really there's no like role play or RPG elements. Is they call it an action RPG, but yeah. But like also like I'm like after those like after Diablo, you you were playing like Baldur's Gate or Icewind Dale or Neverwinter Nights, and those are heavy like RPG. They fuck they use the Dungeons and Dragon mechanics. In those games, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I'm a, I'm also I just love Dungeon Dragon mechanics. So yeah, it's that it's that basic, uh, you know, role playing, leveling up, getting stronger, build your character kind of kind of guideline. That's what that's what draws you along. 
getting stronger, getting better equipment, um, being able to fight tougher bosses and stuff like and, that. And then some of them have really good stories. Yeah. I'm going to say all of them do, but some of them have really good stories. Today's generation, I, I think they give two fucks about that. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I don't think, like, once again, I'm not a nine-year-old, but I don't think today's nine-year-olds will, the, the majority, I won't say all, the majority, to my, this is my headcanon, aren't going to get behind a hundred-hour game with a deep, rich story. Because they can't follow it, they can't pay attention to it. They're gonna. They want the Fortnite where it's a battle royale, and it's, they understand last one, last one standing wins. That's all they care about. Last one standing wins. Yeah. Like in Fortnite, you're building shit. I don't even know what you do in Fortnite that much, but you run around, you kill other people, you survive, and you build some shit like houses and huts and stuff, and keep. And then every so often, the zone shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. So until there's one person left. Didn't PUBG come out before Fortnite? Yeah, it's the same exact it's game. Same exact same, yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's just Fortnite's colorful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. It's colorful and you can dress your character in different uh, different costumes. I'm sure, yeah. I don't, I, once, once again, I didn't play. People were talking about PUBG and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm past. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't get into stuff like that either. But that's like that's just the games that they make those games because that's what the kids of this generation like. You know, I'm not saying that this is all they will do. Maybe as they age or, you know, develop more. I mean, your kid's pretty smart, but like as they develop more, they might have a better appreciation for more enriched storytelling within games. Yeah, I just, I remember being a kid and like Final Fantasy VII was one of the first games I played. Like one of the first real games that I immersed myself in was Final Fantasy VII. I mean, I played Spyro and Crash Bandicoot and, uh, I think actually, I think Spyro came out after Final Fantasy VII. I don't, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, I, I played games like Floating Runner. <laughs> Floating Runner. But the first game I really, like, immersed myself in was Final Fantasy VII. Uh, and I was young when I played that. I don't think I beat it when I was a kid, but I was young, but I still, like, I understood. I understood what was going on. I understood having to, having to get stronger. I understood the narrative of the story. And... Yeah, it's just like nowadays, kids just don't have the attention span. They don't. All they can think about is YouTube and Fortnite and Minecraft. I hate YouTube, Fortcraft, Fortnite, and Minecraft. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, Minecraft's easy. Minecraft is you can you can set the world up however you want, and you just sit there and build shit all day, or you you know, play survival mode. Like, but it's the same thing. It's go get resources to build stuff. Yeah. You know, Fortnite's last one standing. Um, I mean, I spend all my time on YouTube, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get that. I spend a lot of time on YouTube, too. But, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I see everything on YouTube anymore is, like, TikTok compilation videos, Minecraft. Uh, look what we did in Minecraft today kind of thing. And I, don't, I mean, once again, like, your, your, your YouTube is catered to what you watch. Yeah. So, like, I don't well, see I'm just these. talking about this. These are what I see him watching. Okay, yeah. I, that's not what comes, that comes up on my feed. My feed is like Grand Pooh Bear playing Mario Maker. It's like Final Fantasy stuff. It's shit no life Shack. It's, it's Dax dressed up like Britney Spears. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I didn't either, uh, but it, I saw it. I did up. dive deeper into the Britney Spears and tried and was watching the like the courtroom stuff and listening to the tapes and watching YouTubers analyze it. Yeah, because and I I spoke publicly before. That you you give that, zero fucks about Britney. I just don't give a fuck about Britney, but I do I do. Admittedly, as a human, 
I do find it kind of fucked up that like a judge denied her uh, getting rid of her conservatorship with her dad. Like her, she, a judge denied taking her dad off as her, her conservatorship. So she can't even run her own life right now. She has an IUD that's forced into her. She can't have a child with her, her boyfriend right now because her dad won't let her. Yeah. And she's fucking nearly 40. Yeah, well, that, that's the problem with the, the conservatorship. Is as soon as you sign that, you no longer have any rights, basically. Yeah. So it's you're signing this conservatorship saying, I have no control over, my, I cannot handle my own life. Someone else needs to handle it for me. And unfortunately, you've signed that. Now, and the person that has control of that is your father. So... To fight it, yes, and there there are cases where people have fought it or gotten off of it. Yeah, it's just it's kind of fucked up, right? Because what do you think about it? When she signed that, where was she in her life? Yeah. She had a fucking mental breakdown. Do you think she was in any mental capacity to sign away her life like that? Any judge would normally tell you that you can't sign something when you're not mentally stable. Well, but I think it's because it's a conservatorship yeah, thing. Yeah, and I, and I get that. But and it's her family going, she's unstable to handle her own life. We need to step in, and that's why they do it. But it's been over a decade now. There should have been like a reevaluation. There should have been a reevaluation. She's, as far as I can tell, I don't know. I don't dig into her life personally, but as far as I can tell, based on her, based on the word of people close to her, <clears throat> she's in a better place now. She should be able to take control of her own life again. Yeah, and... uh I agree with that. Like at, at this point, it does seem like it's because the the family wants the money. Yeah. Because it, like if you know any a little bit about Britney Spears, which I don't know much, I'm not a Britney Spears fan, but it's they kind of almost bred her to be fucking a superstar. Yeah, I think From, she she was on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse when she was yeah, a kid. I think she was a like a, a young <laughs> child, and they threw her at agencies and trying to get her famous, and then she became famous, lost her fucking mind. And then they, they saw their opportunity to milk her for everything for the family. Yeah. And it, when you look at it, it's like, oh, the only income this entire family has had is from Britney Spears. Yeah. And that's how their living is off of this. And that conservatorship dies. They no longer have control of their money, and they all need to go back and get jobs or figure something else out for their life. Yeah. So they're holding on to this conservatorship to keep their money. Uh, I believe, and like... I wouldn't necessarily say that Britney Spears should have another child, but it's not, that's not my place. Yeah. Not my place to tell her what to do. Yeah. I think it's a dumb idea, but that's me. That's because you just don't like kids anyway. Well, yeah, that, and also, like, <laughs> you're close to 40. You already have two kids. Do you really want another one? But it's, it's not my place to, to tell you what you should do. She should fully, 100%, be allowed to ruin her life. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Give her back all their money. Let her have as many kids as she wants. Let her ruin her life. Or let her thrive and enjoy her life and be successful. Basically, just let her be in control of her own yeah. destiny. Let her do whatever. I don't care. I think it's a dumb idea for you to have children, but that's just me. I think your family should fucking not have any control of your money. So, like, yeah, no, fuck that conservatorship. Let her have her life. I think she's going to ruin it, but that's just me. I mean, it doesn't matter at this point because the judge denied it anyway. Yeah. And I don't know how this works. I don't know sure. if she'll ever get another reevaluation. I don't know if she can get a new case. I, I really, I have no fucking idea how any of this works. All I know is as of this moment, a judge denied it. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, we're gonna, I'm on, I'm on hashtag free Britney. <laughs> hashtag free Britney. I'm on team free Britney. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> right here first on Ipsy Weird. <laughs> that, that this guy... On free, I'll, I'll go buy a free Britney T-shirt right now. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, right. I mean, again, uh, so just to reiterate, I spoke publicly that I just I don't give a fuck about Britney Spears. As 
Britney Spears as the celebrity. But as a human. But as a human. She has rights, and I think she 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 deserves to have those rights. Uh, but anyway, that's all, that's all there is to really say about Britney Spears right now. I don't know. We, we can... We could try and talk more about that, but I think it's time to move on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't got much more on that. But, yeah, I don't know, like, uh, we were talking about... How the fuck did we get to Britney Spears? I don't know how we got to Britney Spears, but we were talking about uh, ch- the oh, children. Oh, Dax. Dax. Oh, Dax dressed up like Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how we got there, which I didn't watch. Um, yeah, like, like, right now, my YouTube is full of, uh, like, Minecraft tutorials, like, how to build this farm, how to do this. That's what I'm currently fucking looking at, but soon... Like a couple weeks when I get bored of Minecraft, because I get bored of Minecraft real quick, real easy. Yeah. All that's going to disappear. And it's just like, my, uh, YouTube will feed you whatever you want to see. Like, I've been watching, because we're in, in October, we're going to be doing some fucking ghost hunting shit. So, I got shit all over my feed of what equipment to buy, how to get cheap equipment. How, like, here's what you should buy for your first starting ghost hunting equipment. And I'm watching this shit. And I just want to blow my brains out with how stupid this stuff is. Yeah. Um, like, all right. Well, see, the honestly, here's the thing, though. I don't think that ghost hunting itself is stupid. It's the people that are doing it. Well, yes. In a stupid way. Well, both. Both are bad. Both are stupid. Okay. That's people? It's because you don't believe. I don't. You're skeptic. Yes. But look at the equipment they want me to. Like, they're, they're at a fucking Kmart. This video I watched today. They're going to Kmart. For their ghost hunting supplies. Kmart exists? The, the video was 2016. Kmart existed in 2016? <laughs> in Virginia, wherever this thing is based out of. No, alright, here's their fucking supply list. A flashlight. Gotta, gotta have a flashlight. <laughs> it's very important to make sure you get the right amount of lumens on your flashlight. Can't You can't see in the building, it's dark. Fucking a thermometer. Test for cold spots. A fucking, uh... A digital camera doesn't matter. Like you can get this high tech fancy one, or you can get this thirty forty dollar camera, or this hundred dollar camera. It doesn't really matter. I think it does really fucking matter what kind of camera you get. Orbs are orbs. Fuck off with your orbs. Don't you want like, like infrared or fucking some other type of camera equipment? Like a ninety nine dollar camera from Kmart is not gonna get you the fucking shit you need and good enough quality. That's why all these fucking ghosts. They're buying thirty dollar cameras from fucking uh, Kmart. That's why all the fucking video. Footage is fucking shit, and you can't see nothing. Look that high-resolution shit. You're a skeptic anyway. What do you give a fuck about spending more money to, to, to prove or disprove? Because it will help your case. <laughs> okay. The next thing is uh, a fucking... Uh, you should go buy a toolbox to put all your shit in. Oh, one of the things is a fucking fanny pack. They go to the men's aisle and go to the... Like, you might be asking why we're in the belt section. Well, right next to the belt section is the fanny packs. And I recommend you buy a fanny pack to store all your shit in. Gotta have it, man. Like, oh, where are you gonna put your thermometer? In your ass. <laughs> that's not what. You, that's not where you're checking the temperature of, man. Instead of buying like right now, well, I mean this is 2016, but uh, I can go on Amazon right now and go buy an EMF reader yep. for 30 bucks. They're going go to the the sporting goods section and go buy a compass because the compass will act the same way as an EMF reader. I mean, I guess it it. A compass works on magnets, but it's electromagnetic field. I don't, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so go buy a compass, and the compass will act wonky, and that's how you that you can detect your EMF reader. Fuck you. I'm, I'm buying a flashlight, a thermometer, a fucking $90 camera, a compass, and a toolbox, and a fanny pack. The, 
that's my that's my ghost hunting starter kit. I love it. Oh, and a thirty dollar uh, voice re- video uh, voice recorder. I love it. Sold. That's it. Hundred percent. You're gonna find ghosts. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so right now on my Amazon shopping cart, I got an EMF reader, the the special one that goes from blue to red, that fucking beeps that you see in all the ghost hunting things. Fifty bucks for that thing. Okay. Boom. Flashlights, fuck you. I just, I'll use my phone or I'll, I'll, I'll go buy a flashlight. It doesn't fucking matter. Let me talk to you about this fucking spirit box shit. Okay. I've been waiting for this. Hey, do you, do you, do you know what a spirit box is? Yeah, it takes the... It takes uh, a spirit talks, and this spirit box converts it into words that we can hear. But do you know... Like, okay, that's what that's what the spirit box does. Does. Do yes. you know what it is? No, maybe. It's an AM, FM fucking radio. Oh, Okay. That sweeps through fucking channels. Okay. You know what? You know what's on AM, FM radio? Music, talk shows, people talking. Yeah. And as it sweeps through these stations, it picks up the people talking on the AM, FM radio. <laughs> oh, that was a ghost. No, that's fucking Dave and Chuck the Freak on 101 The Riff fucking talking. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. This is a really good fucking morning radio show. You should check it out. Again, hashtag not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> but. You want me to spend a hundred bucks on an AM FM radio? They want a hundred bucks for these goddamn spirit boxes. Hey man, you gotta find out if the spirit's talking to you. It's an AM FM radio. It has one feature where it sweeps through channels. So like, I can buy an AM FM radio and just fucking twist the knob. It's the same fucking thing. But I gotta spend a hundred bucks on a goddamn spirit box. Okay, so maybe spirit boxes aren't that. I'm buying it. Fuck you. It's ghost hunting. We're doing ghost hunting shit. I will waste $100 on a goddamn spirit box to fucking show you guys you fucking dumb. You're dumb. It's ghost hunting's dumb and stupid. Uh, you know what? Since we're on the topic of things that are, you know, paranormal related, I'm not a skeptic. I believe in the paranormal. You obviously, you don't. We know this. This is where, but this is where it's going to be fun, right? Because one of us is going to come out feeling right. Or both of us are going to come out feeling right because I'm going to come out feeling like there was definitely some shit there and you're going to come out feeling like that wasn't anything. Hey, so nothing might change at all. But you know there's one piece of paranormal equipment that I refuse to give credit to because it's created by Hasbro. Oh, a Ouija board? A fucking Ouija board. I can't stand... I can't stand Ouija boards. I can't stand the idea behind them. Um, and, and people always talk about how there's demonic spirits possessing them and no fuck you that's just one person in, in your group is moving this thing around to make you guys think something's happening well, that's just i mean ouija board the board game whatever but once again like that's it's the same thing as going to buy a thermometer a flashlight and a fucking compass you might as well get the fucking hasbro ouija board because it's just another medium to fucking the ghost can move the thingy thing yeah and that's like there's there's all different different types of spirits too. So like, there's the orbs, there's the things that can actually move things, and then there's the the figures or the the apparitions. If you want to talk into like, like if you b- believe in spirits, there's yeah, there's a giant variety where some do this, some do this, some don't do this, some do that. Yeah, so that's where people get it fucked up. But fuck you! Like, I'm buying a Ouija board too. If we're going out on locations, we're buying Ouija boards. I swear to God, man, I'm not. We we gotta get the whole full ghost hunting experience. We're buying all the bullshit. How many ghost hunters do you see out there actually carrying Ouija boards? Not many. Yeah, you you see like teenage girls in their rooms trying to talk to fucking. But goddamn it, we're gonna do it. 
um, trying to talk to like fucking Heath Ledger or something. I'm like pretty that. sure like, like I'm, I'm going to spitball some names here. And I could be wrong on all of this, but like the first person that came to mind that's a YouTuber that's fucking does uh, paranormal shit like Franco TV. That's for, or there's a, is there like, is it twin paranormal? But I, I watch a lot of this shit on the fucking, I'm sure one of them at some point in time you have used a Ouija board. I could be wrong. I might be having my people wrong, but I've seen it. I've seen YouTubers pull out Ouija boards. We're buying a fucking Ouija board. 20 bucks on the list. Boom. Hear me, hear me out. Let me ask you something too. You're such a skeptic. You don't believe any of this. Why do you watch shit like Nukes Top 5? Why do you watch shit like Franco TV? Like why are you, you are the reason I watch Nukes Top 5. <laughs> Because I like being creeped out. But if you don't believe it anyway, why, how, how is it creeping you out? I don't believe the puppet in Saul is real and people are being tortured. Well, I mean, I don't believe that's the real. Movie Saul the movie or Jason or fucking Freddy. Yeah, but those don't creep me out. Well, I mean, they don't, they don't creep me out either. But I'm just saying, it's that the, we go to horror movies to get creeped out and we know it's not real. I, I don't get creeped out by horror movies because I know they're not real. I get creeped out by fucking by ghost videos. But tell me, like... like <laughs> Have you ever seen like the Blair Witch Project? It's old as fuck. Yeah. Don't tell me that wasn't fucking creepy the first time you watched it. I was like five, man. I didn't know. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch it when I was five. I watched it later in life and was like, man, that is kind of creepy. Sis- my sister loved that shit. And the craft. Well, like, the craft is stupid. Yeah. But, like, my sister was into that shit. So I saw Blair Witch when it came out in, what, was it 98, 99? So I, I wasn't five. I'm sorry. I was like seven, eight, 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 maybe, seven, eight, nine, whatever. But yeah, I saw it. Fucking running through the woods with the camera in his face. I'm so scared. Yeah, what about uh, what about Paranormal Activity? No, those movies are garbage. I can't stand them. The first one, until like halfway through, was o- almost okay. Nah, I... That's uh... it, the first... But halfway through when it starts losing, when the, when the Ouija board comes out, when you get the, the, the creature's feet print in the flower, and then when she turns to the camera for the jump scare. That's all bullshit. But at first, they, they, they set it up nicely. Nah, I just, the reason I can't stand, like, Paranormal Activity is because it's it's a Hollywood movie that is trying to convince you that it's a home documentary. Yeah, I mean, same thing with, like, Blair Witch well, Project. Yeah, it was, it was same same style. I but. mean, it, yeah, it, it was just done on a real cheap budget. But, like, besides all the, like, this was real, like, the setup was all right. Like, the setup was all right, the characters were fine. And, like, the spookiness and, like, the door opening. He's like, this is fucking little. This is a little creep. And I like that little bit of creep. When it starts getting all stupid with the Ouija board and the, the fucking demonic foot, footprints and the thing, and she turns to the camera, I'm out of there. And then forget about the fucking sequels, how they all fucking tie together in some way, shape, or yeah, form. I've only seen the first one. Mm. I say, like, I've only seen the first Saw. But the first Saw movie is fucking excellent. Yeah, Carrie Always and um, whoever else. You, you know what I just figured out? You, uh, the fucking... the the, the you might have said his name. I don't know. I don't know his name, but the the guy that plays the doctor that's stuck in the fucking room. Carrie Elwes, yeah. Yeah, he he's the fucking guy from uh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Robin Hood. Men Robin Hood. Men. I didn't fucking know that till like two weeks ago. You didn't? Okay. I mean, whatever. I that's fine. I forgive you for that because it is hard to recognize him without the different accents, right? Because in correct me if I'm wrong, but in Saw, like he's American. Yeah. Yeah. Like he sure. I think. I haven't seen this in a long time. But in Saw, he's American. No British accents. Just fucking American accents, right? But in Princess Bride, in Robin Hood Men in Tights, like, he is using his native accent. So, 
it is harder to recognize well, no, he's him. a lot younger in those also true yeah i didn't recognize him the first time i saw saw either well i've only ever seen saw like once or twice i i saw them a long time ago but uh, once again, it came to a YouTube. I was watching a YouTube video where a guy was talking about, you know, how Saul is really good. And I was watching it, and I'm like, I agree with him on a lot of that. And I've also already, before I watched that video, was like, the first Saul is great. The second one, third one, those are all bad. Well, and then it starts to get to a point where it's like Jigsaw is actually dying, and then yeah, this, see, the girl is behind all of it. The first one's good. And it wasn't until he made a like a, a Princess Bride joke in there that I put it, I'm like, Son of a bitch, that is the guy from Princess yeah, Bride. That's, that's uh, Wesley? That was his name, right? Yeah. 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 Or, uh, fucking, what's that? What's the pirate, pirate's name? Dreaded. Uh, Dread Pro- Pirate Robert. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dread Pirate Roberts. Whatever. Either way, yeah, same guy. I mean, I'm sure I've done that with you. Like, I've, I've mentioned, like, did you know that this person did this? And you're like, oh, shit. So I didn't give you this much shit for it. No, I, I, again. I forgave you. <laughs> I, I never, but there was no speech of, oh, I forgive you that you didn't recognize that person. Well, I, I just go, yeah, man, that's fucked up. That, that's the same person. Well, I mean, because we're we sharing the experience. Like, oh, dude, yeah. Well, because we're talking about something that came out 20 years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, it's not like I was on my watch list all the goddamn time. Yeah, but also at the same time, like, I was different from you in that Robin Hood Men in Tights is, like, on my top watch list. I watch, I will watch that anytime I see it on. I I think I've only seen it once. No, that's that's my shit. I could recite that movie. I love me some Mel Brooks, but I, I got you, man. I got you. Um, I can only handle so much other Mel Brooks most of the time too. I mean, I, I like Spaceballs, but I'm not gonna sit here and watch it all the it's, time. It's, it's, Spaceballs is probably my wo- most watched yeah. Mel Brooks. You was the Schwartz. Either way, back to the the, the Nukes Top Five and all the the paranormal shit on the YouTube. Hey, yes, I don't believe in ghosts and stuff. And I do watch it going, I, I trying to figure out how it was faked. Yep. And there are small occasions where I'm like, you know what? I don't know how that was done. That's fucking creepy. Because I like to be creeped out. But at the end of the day, I still believe that it's faked or whatnot in some way. I never leave those going, fuck man, ghosts are real. I leave going, man, I am spooked out. I'm turning my light on. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be watching... Watching this shit late at night, and then I gotta go down and take the dog out, and it's dark outside with the only light being that back porch light. My my living room is dark, and I've got so much shit in there. There's like tall shadowy figures, and shit. I'm like, okay, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Yeah, and it gives you that little bit of that little bit of fear. Like, yeah, I don't believe it. I would like to, but I I I doubt that it, it's real. I do believe it. There was obviously, you know, Nukes Top Five did a, a two part. On uh, remember, dear David, you told me to watch that one. Yeah, that actually came out as false too. Yeah, but that was kind of like, I kind of felt that watching it too. Yeah, it was just I only only reason I had wanted you to watch it because you you've suffered from sleep paralysis and the guy in the story was suffering through sleep paralysis. So I thought it was a good story. Yeah, it, it was a good story. I mean, honestly, this guy, I think he got movie. Uh, he might have got movie rights for it or something like that. Um, or he was writing a book, one of the two. It was a really good story. Um, yeah, I didn't send it to you, but like, man, look at this shit. This shit was real. I know. I sent it to you, but like, man, this was fucked up. Watch this that. This was fucked up. It was pretty fucked up, though, too, but I couldn't stop watching it. Uh, and I think those were, like, the first two Duke's Top 5 videos I watched, really. But I, <laughs> there's one thing I don't like about him. Now, that was seriously chilling. <laughs> Did you see it? <laughs> yes, motherfucker, I saw it. Come on. 
<laughs> no, I haven't seen it pointed out to me, goddammit. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I missed it. Actually, can you can you go back a little bit and circle it for me? Anybody listening to this, you should check out. The, they're much better content creators than us. You should go watch these guys. It's just like you still listen to us, but go watch that shit after the fact. Yeah, it's just he's got like five phrases that he uses a lot, right? It's like the the way he says "chilling." Um, uh, you know, did you see it? Uh, th- there's other ones I can't even think of them all right now. But like you can, you can almost have a drinking game on every episode of how many times is he gonna say something like that. So, um, damn man, we got 50 minutes into this thing already and. I didn't even talk about. I told you we'd come back to why I was doing a pre-employment drug screening, and we haven't even got to that yet. Well, let's wrap it up with that then. Um, so I know you and I talked a little bit. Like, I got this job offer for right here in town. Um, it wasn't entirely what I wanted it to be. It was it was it was a good offer, right? Money wise, it was a good offer. It was a fair offer. Uh, but when I think about my rental concession and and what my salary is right now, it's like. I'm going to lose a little bit of money on this, but in the end I can be happier doing it because I'll be, I'll be right here. I'll be close. I'll be five minutes away from Charlie's school. And one of the guys that's going to work there, the guy that referred me there is, you know, one of my old buddies. I've, I've worked for him. I've worked with him um, like eight years ago. I've known him for about eight years and he tells me it's a good place. So it's awesome, right? There's a lot of good things about this job, but they sent me an offer and I'm weighing it back and forth in my head. And I don't know if I'm just a masochist and I just like to be tortured and why I keep, I've turned down three jobs while working at this place right now. That was my thing is that as we were going through these text messages, I'm like, this motherfucker keeps turning down jobs and he keeps telling me that he can't move yet. It's not, he won't be able to move. He won't be able to do this. I'm like, why are you torturing yourself looking for jobs if you know you're going to fucking turn them down? Because I'm really, really hoping that one of them is just going to blow me away. Right. Because I keep looking knowing I'm going to have a difficult fucking decision to make because I cannot stand it where I'm at. I can't. It's it's taking its toll on me mentally, and every day I go into work just dreading being there. And I've been, I mean, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, man. I've been going through, like, consistent periods of existential dread where it's just like, why am I here? I don't, I don't, I don't understand why I'm here right now. I don't understand the point of this, and I hate this. And this job is putting me through that. But so I got this job offer and I didn't have a whole lot of time to think about it. It was weird, right? This place is unlike every other place in the fucking world that will email you an offer letter so you can sign it and send it back to them. They're like, we like us to do, we like you to do our offer letters in person so we can discuss it. And after you sign it, you have 24 hours to do this drug screening. Okay. Well, um, you know, they called me. We're ready to make an offer for you. Can, let me know when you can come in. Well, I'd like to be able to discuss this with my family. Can I, can you tell me what it is after getting approval? They told me what it is. And I'm like, as soon as she told me the number, I was like, that's a good offer, but it's a little lower than I wanted. It's a little bit lower than I wanted. Technically speaking, base salary wise, it's, it's a little bit more than I make now, but I'd lose all my rental concession. Yeah. So, um, like I'd, I'd be paying basically full price for rent with a little bit more income. Anyway, not the point. So I had one day to think about this. And I ended up turning it down because I, I battled it back and forth in my head. But they called me back the next day. They left me a minute and a half voicemail. And they went through all of the channels. They went through the regional, the national service director, the president of the company, talking about, 40, I, we want to we wanna offer you this position. We really think you're a good fit. 
And if you're willing to do the drug screening, we will hold it for 45 days. Like that is unheard of. Nobody holds a position for 45 days for somebody because they want, they want me to be able to figure out how I can move. So that was the biggest reason I turned it down, figuring out how I'm going to move and afford to live. So I, uh, I ended up signing that offer letter on Thursday. I said, you know what? They, they, they are not giving me an opportunity to turn this job down. I, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of this, this attention. Meanwhile, all this is going like when he's sitting there shooting me messages at work, and I'm keep telling this motherfucker, take it, take it, yeah, take it, yeah. And, and he's I just, going, I don't know, man, I don't know. I just I couldn't, know. I couldn't like, convince these myself. These people fucking want you. I've take never it. been, I've never been vetted so hard. Like forty five days to hold a job. I basically, I signed this offer letter on what was it Thursday? So that was the first. I think the Thursday Thursday was the first. I've got until like August fourteenth to actually take this job. Um, it entirely contingent on finding a place to live, which, you know, you and I've talked about a little bit too. If we can find something that can work out to, to bridge the gap on how much rental concession I'm going to lose and also to help you get out of the situation, we could potentially find a place together. We'll see how that all goes. <laughs> that would make recording a lot easier too. Like if we took that place to the basement, bro, we could set up the recording studio right in the, set, uh, right in the corner. Yeah. Like I said, if you get that, if he showed me a house right before we rec- started recording today and I'm like... I, th- I keep telling this man, if you get rent a house or a place that with a full like a basement that's finished, I will rent the whole basement out. Give me control. Uh, whole basement mine, it'd be perfect. Yeah, and yeah, I'd set up a there'd be a recording studio. That little area of the room will be all soundproof. We'll make up a little wall and we'll build our own little booth back there. Yeah, it'd be gr- great. And then I'd make a a stream studio as well. It'd be golden. Oh, and then we could actually both stream. We could have the stream corner. <laughs> yeah, we can have like our streaming corner. We could have fucking the podcast, the masturbation chamber. A bunch of shit can go on down there. Gotta have the masturbation chamber. We cannot have a place that doesn't have masturbation yeah, chamber. It's just I'm a, we're gonna get that sponsorship from Fleshlight because they love my review from the last episode so much. Absolutely. That they have now sponsored us, not really. And they have sent me every flashlight they, they make. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're just gonna put them on all the walls. Right. In the masturbation chamber. Now, really, I, <laughs> I bring this up, though, because um, the fact of the matter, I mean, this podcast is just me talking to you. I'm not even really addressing the audience at this point. So I bring this up. You already know all of this. Yes. There's one thing you don't know. Oh. The same day that I took the, that I signed this offer letter, like I called in the morning and I said, yes, I'll sign this offer letter. And she drove out to me. She drove 35 minutes after work out to me so I could sign this thing. But that same day. Hours after I took this call, I had a prompt or impromptu, like I had no idea about it, conference call with my regional manager, with my director of operations, my regional maintenance supervisor. And at first, my property manager wasn't on it. It was just these three bigwigs. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Am I, am I in trouble? Did I do some shit wrong? Are they, are they looking at me now because my work order counts high? And my property manager had no fucking idea what it was about. Well... 2.30 comes around. That's when my call starts. And now my property manager's on it. He had a call right before it. And um, so some shit happened at work. You know, we have two properties nearby, right? We have my property, and then we have um, the other property in Detroit. Detroit? Yeah, it's right off of the river. Um, so they don't have a maintenance supervisor over there. And they have a bunch of flood units that they're trying to get through construction. They get on this call with me, and they're like, the first thing they said is, we're not putting you on this call because of anything you did wrong. You know, this isn't a bad call. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, way to break the ice with that one. I appreciate that. 
We're having this call because we need you. Oh, fuck. This other property needs help. Oh. Now, uh, we're going to bring in some help at your property, blah, 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 blah. To wrap this up so you can understand it a little better, because I'm not going to go into all the details. They're putting me on a split schedule. I'm going to be working both of these properties. I'm going to basically be overseeing both of these properties. And it's fucked, right? Because this is potentially a big opportunity in my career, like a huge fucking opportunity in my career. It's going to suck because I'm, I'm not starting this until the 13th, right? My first day over that, that other property is on the 13th. And then I start my split schedule officially on the 19th. But like a week after that is what I'd be putting in my notice. So it's going to go like one of two ways. I'm going to get there. And then after a week, I'm going to be like, yeah, so we're going to put in my notice. And they're going to think something's wrong. Like they stressed me the hell out over at this other property. But really what it is, is like, this is just something that's already been on the fire for a little while. Well, I mean, in all technicality, they have stressed you out. Yes. And maybe like, now you already have this plan, but like, you don't know how that Detroit property is going to. I will tell you that a lot of people have left my property for that property. So it's better over there? It's treated better. The owners of our company care more about that property than they do mine. Gotcha. Like, so, like if there is, just to put it in perspective, if both of us have move-ins and we can only use one floor vendor, like our company is tied to one floor vendor. If both of us have move-ins on the same day and they needed something done with the flooring and the move-in is the next day on both of them, even if I called it in first. They get priority? They get priority. Every time. If something's happening, my property is in a hellhole. My property manager put it himself. The house is on fire. Like, the whole fucking house is on fucking fire. But they're going to pull me aside anyway to go to this other property because they have units that, there's nothing wrong. They had flood units. They had units that were flooded. And they need me to go over there to oversee them through completion so they can get those units back online. Why is that pressing right now? They're vacant units. Okay, it's, it's property. It's vacant loss. But I've got actual occupied units that aren't being taken care of right now. I've got real residents that aren't being taken care of right now. And I've got to pull away to make these vacant units better. Now, see, I view this as like the company dicking you around. They're like, we'll take this guy and we'll, 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 we'll make him go through both. We'll make him do with both. Now, you're saying it's, it might be like a big thing for your career. It could. Why is that? Because there's a, there's a position called the district maintenance supervisor. That's what the regional was before he got moved up to regional. So the district maintenance supervisor is basically like the, the lead supervisor in the area where each property is going to have their own supervisor, but the district kind of oversees both of them. Um, this could potentially be a big move for me in that once I give notice, this now is a bargaining chip for me. This is like, okay, well, you need me this bad. Make it worth my time to stay here. Give me give me a position, a promotion, and money that would convince me to stay, that would make me happier to be here. Because I can't continue to work at this single property for what I'm making right now and be gotcha. happy. So it's not like do, working both places is going to, you know, get something good on your like on your resume, like, hey look, I did this. It's more of, hey, you needed me so bad that I'm doing these two. I'm about to bounce unless it's a, it's a, it's good for your career because it's a good it's bargaining a, chip that can push you higher. Yeah. Because you're about to leave or you potentially might leave and they needed you. They put you in a very tight position mm-hmm. where you're like, look, like, that's why it's good for your career. He's like, look, I can either just dis- fucking disappear right now or you do this for me. That's why it's good for your career. Yeah. It's okay. It's a bargaining chip is what it is. Yeah. It's it. I have in my hands basically the power to, elevate to a newer position 
that I want, elevate my career with this company that the testimony of a lot of people, even from my property, who think this property, this company sucks, is that once they left this property, the company itself isn't that bad. Uh, I mean, the company's no worse than any other multifamily company that you work for. It's just this property doesn't get priority. So I've got testimony from a lot of people saying this company isn't that bad. It's just this property is a hellhole. So if I can elevate from this maintenance supervisor position that I'm in into a whole new position that is an overseer of sites, multiple sites, and works essentially in a corporate position from the company, it might not be so bad. It would come with a pay raise. Uh, it would come with a new title that, that is a, a definite resume booster. And it comes with more perks. Like the, the last district supervisor before he moved up to regional. I mean, he had a fucking company credit card. His apartment, he had he lived on my site. And he asked me for, for new blinds, right? And in classic units versus renovated units, there's different sets of window blinds that we put in. He said that he needed the renovated blinds for his classic unit. And his reasoning for it was, it was approved by him. He had that kind of power. He had that kind of power that he could directly approve what went in his unit because he ran the shit. And I was like, that's got to be nice. Like, that's fucking power right there. I want that. I want to be living in my damn townhouse and just be like, yeah, I, uh, I need new appliances. It's approved by me. <laughs> like, What? Come on, man. That's I need an all new fridge. I need a new stove. I need some new carpet. I need stainless everything instead of the shitty black appliances I have. Um, it's approved by me. Don't worry. Uh, like, fuck your budget. It's approved by me. <laughs> like, fuck your budget. That's great. Like, that's a great line. Fuck your budget. Uh, I need a new air conditioner. Um, there's nothing wrong with mine, but you know it could be more efficient. Uh, it's approved by me. Um, like, get drunk with that power real quick. Like I need I. I want this power. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't abuse it like that, right? But the point is, like, he says that now. Come on, look at him. Look, he looks. Look how happy he is. You can't see him, but he really wants to stay in the still fridge. <laughs> like, fuck, man. I mean, uh, how do you? What do I got to do to have this kind of authority? I want to be at a point where I can say something is approved for by me. Like, that's fucking awesome. I barely get approval at my own goddamn site. Everything's got to go through my property manager. See now. The one thing is, like, I would feel absolutely like dog shit if this the, this company is giving you 45 days, they drove out to you, they really want you, and then now you got this bargaining chip. What if you do get, like, the super dope position that where you're fucking stealing everybody's cool appliances for your own house? Don't you, don't you feel real shit about this person here that you just threw in the fucking trash can? Short answer, yes. Long answer, yes, but... Um, <laughs> I couldn't do that. I couldn't like, it's me, a business thing. Me right? personally. I just I feel real bad about fucking dragging these people along with me through my schemes to get a better position. But the thing is, it wasn't a scheme and it wasn't something I intended. But to now happen. it is, but it wasn't something, but here's the thing. All right. Yes. I would feel like shit for it. But at the end of the day, you have to look about, you have to look out for yourself. True. Right. And as much as I would love to come to this property, work with a buddy of mine, and and feel like I'm I'm on top of the world because the fact of the matter is this property that I'd be going to runs a hell of a lot more smooth than the property I have now. The only problem they have over there is that they haven't had a good service manager in so long that the team itself is starting to feel a little bit less motivated. But they have a tenth of the work orders that I have. Their property isn't that big. All the team needs is a strong leader 
to come in there and be like, hey, guys, we got this. Now, wouldn't that be a better position than corporate asshole? Yes, but. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep doing this. I would love that. You could feel bad, good about yourself. and I could feel great about that position. But does feeling great about my position pay my bills? But it keeps your, your soul intact. Having a corporate position could also keep my soul intact. I've wanted a corporate position for fucking four years this now. corporate asshole over Listen, here. I, I've been dangled positions like this a couple times in my life. Back when I was with uh, this company in uh, Orlando, I was dangled a fucking assistant regional super, uh, service manager. Dangled it in front of my face. Oh, we're expanding so much that we're going to be getting a position directly under me that would oversee all the sites but report directly to me. And we're looking at you for this position. I was fucking dangled this over my head until next thing you know, I went from hero to zero like that. You did talk about that. Yeah. Um, and, dude, I was, what, like uh, what, 26 or something at the time looking at a p- potential regional position. And then I move into this, this single-family homes where my position is basically regional. I work out of a corporate office and oversee an entire fucking market uh, 10,000 square miles uh, wide, right? Only to go back to a site level where I barely have control of, of my property alone. I, I want, I deserve that kind of position where I can oversee, where I have power over a larger scale of area. Nobody says it's going to happen, but God damn it, if I'm given the opportunity, I have to think about it. I have to weigh that option. I guess, I mean, I could maybe, to- maybe it's selfish for me because I'm like, fuck it, man, if he keeps fucking getting all this shit over here, he's never going to get closer this way. But the thing is, if I have a corporate position, maybe, I can move. Yeah, so maybe it's just selfish on me, but... The uh, reason I live on site where I'm at now is because I it's it's convenient. Yeah. But if I have a corporate position, I don't have to live on site anywhere. I can live an hour away. Yeah, I don't know. It just People people always call me an asshole and a piece of shit, and I don't care about people. But I would just feel real shitty. Because it seems like this company that's gone out their way for you, hold this position for 45, drove out to you... Mm-hmm. You're, you're, uh, you say a buddy of yours works there. It sounds like that's going to be like, and you're going to be the guy that go in there and boost everybody's morale. If that sounds like the great position, or it's like I get to become, and I get to jump up the chain and join the corporate assholes and be like this elite powerhouse mega guy. Yeah. Like everything in my body says, fuck the power mega guy. Yeah. I can't stand it. Trust me. I get where you're coming from. I do. I would rather work for the 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 the, the underdog, the cool, like the, this company where your buddy works at, and it's a small team and it's a small crew. And I would rather work there with in that, and then being part of this corporate powerhouse, hungry douchebag that it sounds like you want to become. Yeah, but you want to know the difference. You want to know the reason I really think about this though. It's not just the career booster. It's not just the resume booster. It's the difference between fifty eight thousand and full rent and eighty thousand in free rent. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, right. That's a lot, and it's hard because I know you got you have a child you need to take care of. That's priority number one. Priority if it was just me, bro. If it was just me all day long, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and then you you know your uh, your your girlfriend has you know health complications that need to be paid for, and you got other things, and you you also just come to a certain. Like style of living. Not saying that you live this extravagant life, but you know you're used to these certain types of comforts. Yeah, I have certain luxuries that, yeah, I do. Where like I recommend, like you can do it, man. Take that fucking job. You just be stuck eating ramen and hot dogs for a while, but you'll be you'll survive. I got no problem with ramen. Right? Well, I'm just saying, like, there, <laughs> but there's certain comforts that you won't yeah. want to get rid of. Like you say, you might have to take a pay cut to pay these bills and these rents and all this stuff, and you might it might be a struggle. But I'm like, 
you just you know you have to cut some things like yeah fucking cancel this cause stop your DoorDash eat ramen eat this and yeah you'll be tight but fucking do it but you're like you're used to a certain comfort I understand right. that I can go I I should I went back to eating ramen like that's what fucking that's what I've eaten for the last couple of days yeah well I mean again like I said this position that I'm offered that I currently have sitting on the table is ideal and yes it's gonna be a little bit of a cut but I'll make it work. Because it'll boost my mental health. Yeah, that's the more important. That's more thing. important to me than the money, right? I can pay my bills. I, I, at this point I'm at right now, I'm able to put money away too. I might not be able to put as much money away in that position, but again, I'll pay my bills. That's not the problem. But the difference between like that's like a twenty-two thousand dollar difference, man. Twenty, almost thirty when you think about rent. Thirty thousand dollars. Can you just fucking? Can you look at $30,000 and be like, nah, fuck it. I mean, I've worked for the same grocery store for 10 years where I make absolute dog shit and I can go flip burgers at McDonald's for more money an hour. Yeah, but so like, I, I've, but it's it's not that big of a difference. I mean, it's a couple bucks. Yeah, but that's not $30,000. I'm making it, as the moment stands right now, I'm only making a couple dollars an hour decision. That's where I'm at right now. And I'm willing to take that cut for a couple dollars an hour. But $30,000 annually. What, 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 honestly... What does that do? It puts me that much closer to being able to buy my own house, to pay off my debt, to boost my credit, to to take care of things that I need to take care of. I've got... You'll I, still get there. It just takes you longer. A lot longer. This puts me there much quicker. I don't know. He's like... You, we, we were just talking about, like, you need X amount of dollars to get rid of your debt. Mm-hmm. I think that should be not that hard to come by, especially if you take some cuts and you, you know, eat like shit for a little bit and you drop your pay and sorry, I I can't buy the new PS five and all the fancy games. I I might have to wait a couple weeks. Fuck that. Exactly. (laughs) So like you, you're not willing to like, like save that 60 bucks and not buy the new game that you want to buy. Like, Oh, you got to wait a year before you can play God of War two now. Yeah, see, look at the face. He's like, no, I don't know. I don't know if mm-hmm. I can wait a year. Mm-hmm. Look, once there's, an, once there's a release date announced, I'm probably pre-ordering them. You, like. you waited forever to, to play God of War when it was like two bucks in the, in the fucking trash bin. Yeah, but once you play a game that's fucking awesome and you want and you see the sequel coming through. Look, this isn't like I this isn't like I waited fucking years to play uh, like Kingdom Hearts 3 after it reduced, which I almost wish I would have. But this isn't like I've already... Uh, this isn't This isn't the same thing as like, you know... You know the series. <laughs> I waited forever because I didn't know the game. Yeah, I didn't know how great the game was. Here, here's another thing. So far, there has been about six Magic the Gathering sets that have come out. I have bought zero. You're a much stronger man than of I Of the new sets. And it, it bugs me. It basically bugs me that I have not bought any of the new cards. You're a much stronger man than I See, listen. One, I, it's not good logic and it's not a good justification for it. But the justification I have is that... I spent 10 years in a situation where I was not allowed to buy things, to do things, to make myself happy. I can understand that too. And now like, it's only been a few years, but I've got this liberation now where it's like, I don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. I can do me. I can do whatever the fuck I please. I have nobody to answer to now. And I'm living that shit up right now. I get that a hundred percent because I've been, there's been times where I'm like, well, like even like right now, like I could I could go and buy all these magic cards. I'm choosing not to. But there was a time where I couldn't. I I sold all my collectibles. I sold everything and didn't have anything and wasn't able to buy it. Not not necessarily being told I couldn't buy it, but not being able to. Yeah. 
And now I'm able to, and I'm making the choice not to, to save money. Yeah. So I can understand where if you're in a position where you could not buy these nice things for yourself and treat yourself. And now you're in a position that you can, I can understand that. But at the same time, you could cut back a little bit. Yeah. I know. And I, and I can, and that's, I'm willing to do that for this other job. The one that I is, is giving me 45 days to move out here. I'm willing to make these decisions for this job. It's just, again, he wants to be big baller boss. With dude, if I have, an, if, I, if I have this opportunity in front of me, cause I'm not going to ask for this position. I'm not going to go to this company and be like, Hey, give me this position or I'm leaving. I'm going to go to this position with my notice or going to go to this company with my notice of resignation. It's and going to be up to do. them see what they to do. decide what they want to do with that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, well, you know, you could convince me to stay. Cause that's an asshole thing to do. Yeah. I'm going to go to them and be like, listen, I understand you need me right now. And I'm sorry to put you in this position, but I have this offer and I'm taking it. So this is my notice of resignation. Whatever they do after that is on them. But if I'm going to bargain for something, I'm going to bargain for something worth my time. So is it, I, I fully understand. I, and I've said it many times. You just, like, I don't want to come off as like, you're doing, you're making the wrong choice. Whatever choice you decide, I'm, I'll back you 100%. Uh, I mean, I'm just, you know, let's pick your brain and try to, you know, follow the lines and understand where everything sits. Like, trust me, here's the thing. You know, I want this position, the, the, the one that I yeah. signed the offer for. You know, I want it because this is actually the lowest offer I've gotten. I've gotten larger offers before and I turned those down, but I turned this one down and I spent the whole night regretting it. So much to where the next morning, I jokingly texted my buddy, and I was like, I think it's too late to call him back. And shortly after that is when I got a phone call. Um, where Because he made a passing remark, because uh, his manager, his property manager, told him that I would turned it down. And uh, he made a joking remark about, like, uh, you know, oh, do you, do you think it's too late for him to change his mind? And she jumped on it. She was like, no, 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 no it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. Tell him it's not too late. Um, and that's when I got the phone call, right? So the fact that, like, when I turned this down, I felt immediate regret. Oh yeah, because like I said, like we were texting the entire day, and I was we we were, had the same conversation, the back and forth of like, what should you do, and like should you do this, 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 and then you you said, and I knew like twenty minutes into the conversation, I'm like he's gonna turn it down. Yeah, well, because you know me. Yeah, he's gonna turn it down. I don't know why he keeps doing this to himself. And then you go, yeah, I turned it down. And then the, the next day is when you you know, yeah, all this shit. Yeah, so it's like I wanted this one. I did. I wanted this one so bad. It's ideal for me. If I have no other offers on the table, this is an ideal offer for me because it's right there. I don't have to go anywhere for Charlie's school. And hell, even if I don't move right away, I have to move right away because I can't afford the rent once <laughs> this thing jacks up. Like once once I'm off my employee lease, my rent's going to go from like $400 a month to like $1,900 a month. Uh, well, because we're technically my lease right now is fifteen fifty six or whatever. Um, and then my employee addendum knocks off like $1,200 and then I'm paying utilities and shit. And then they take like $2 an hour for my paycheck. Anyway, point is my lease is like 15 something a month. But once my employment terminates, they reevaluate my lease to market rate. Oof. Market rate right now for my unit is like 19 something. Gross. It is awful. There's no fucking way I'm going to pay 19 something for this unit. With utilities and shit, I'm paying $2,000 a month. Not going to happen. That's rough, yeah. So I, but even if I didn't have to leave right away, driving Charlie to school in the morning, I drop him off at 7.30 and I'm at work by 7.40. I'm there early, for Christ's sakes. I don't get to work early now. So you could, you could, you could get into town, pick me up, drop me off at work, drop Charlie off, 
and then still make it to yeah dude it's crazy it's perfect save me some gas yeah for real um but it's perfect right like i couldn't ask for anything better for a uh, for an offer to re- to stand on right now but if somebody waves a shit ton of money at me and i don't have to move you know how much i hate moving i don't have to move ashley doesn't have to worry about her doctors um and i don't have to you know i don't have to worry about finding a new place to live why not consider it yeah I get it, and I I, I can understand a hundred percent why it's a tough decision. Uh, you know, if they say because you don't know what they're what they're gonna counter you, they don't know. They might say, you know, sayonara, yeah. good luck. Yeah. So you you have no clue what they're you're going. Hey, this is happening, and then it's up to them what they do. But let's just theorize if if it was this place down here where you're losing money and it's gonna be a little tight, you have to rely on my fat ass to move in and help you out. Or thirty extra thousand dollars and not a lot of has to change. That's a tough decision. I I understand where you're coming from. But when you think if it's if it's just a matter of like losing a little bit of money, having to rely on you to move in to be able to make ends meet, or staying where I'm at, that's an easy decision. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm leaving because it's better for me mentally. I'm taking that all day long from where I'm at now. But that's a jump, man. Yeah, that is a jump that I have to consider. But again, like I said, I'm not going into this expecting them to make me a counteroffer like that. I'm going into this as of right now, as of the moment we stand, contingent on finding housing, I am leaving right now. Whatever happens after that is up for discussion. So this went on a lot longer than I thought, yeah. man. I was like, oh, shit, we got like 10 minutes left. Let me go ahead and talk about this real yeah, quick. This fucking, went on for like a half hour. Let's fucking, let's go, man. <clears throat> I'm good enough with that. We're still not having Taco Bell, though. Are you sure? I'm fucking positive. I'm not even going to talk.